0: Welcome back, everyone. Before we get started on this episode, I do want to let you know that this is part one of a two part episode. We had a great interview with Chelsea. She shared a lot of great stories and a lot of great energy. There was so much good stuff that we had to break it into two pieces. So sit back and enjoy part one of Life's Bookmarks. Ready?
1: Ready. I'm ready. Yes. Three, two, one.
0: All right. Welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm your host, I'm Bill. I'm here tonight with Ms. B.
2: Hey, guys.
0: Our resident deviant, Liz.
2: Hi, team.
0: And joining us tonight, near and dear to my heart for professions that I've wanted to have on the podcast since day one, is Chelsea. Hi. Howdy. Chelsea joins us from the tattoo industry. That I do. Ooh. So. That I do. Personally, I'm excited.
3: I'm also excited. I'm yeah. pretty excited about this.
0: Just a couple of weeks ago, we recorded the origin story, and Tattoo Artist was on my list of professions to have on. So, I'm And I to-
3: just
1: recently got one done, and I was like, I think I know the gal.
0: And here she is.
1: <laughs> Funny how fates cross
3: sometimes, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so welcome.
3: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Normally, when we have someone new on the show, we just ask them to do a real quick intro. Kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you've been, what you do, and then we get into the fun stuff.
3: Cool beans. So my name is Chelsea. I am a tattoo artist. I specialize mostly in neo-traditional and I've pretty much worked in Orange County for the past two and a half years started my tattoo journey as an apprentice which most do apprenticeships are gnarly in the best ways possible but mine was a little bit different because i did it over the pandemic since tattooers were being outlaws and still working under the radar oh my gosh yeah prior to that i was a barber for like eight years so it's been a nice kind of easy transition since the industries are pretty similar just different crafts if you will
1: i like it yeah
3: um you can find me on tiktok and instagram they're both the same handles it's chelsea dagger underscore tattoos and uh, booking appointments or just inquiries anything like that is all done through instagram nice yeah welcome thanks for having me i think i just recently saw one of your videos that kind of made its way around oh the tiktok viral yeah viral. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so i actually have a question about that ask away I've never really even heard of this apprenticeship thing like what
3: is that so um, to get into the tattoo industry for years it's been set up where you basically build up a portfolio of all your best work normally you want to go in as a client and start building a relationship with a tattooer in a shop that way and then kind of shoot the idea with them if they ask you to bring in your work you take it in to basically get criticized (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, it's always fun. Um, I felt super like nervous doing that because at the time, the guy that I actually wound up apprenticing under, he was looking for an apprentice on Instagram. And I heard through him or about him through my friend who I'd known for a while that was getting tattooed by him was sending him like emailing my portfolio so it was done mostly digital versus like bringing in a hard copy Mm, gotcha yeah so everything was done through email until Ah. he actually called me in my interview actually was strange also because he just kind of handed me a printer and he's all I just bought this there's no directions I needed to figure out how to hook it up to my iPad
1: what the heck
3: yeah so I sat there for two hours because obviously I didn't think to like google the manual for this I was like no I was like it can't be that hard there's buttons I just Got to push it, whatever. Sat there for two hours, finally got it set up, and then he's like, All right, cool, you'll start tomorrow. And I was like, Okay, that, that was your What interview? does that. Have to do with tattooing? So that's what I thought. But um, tattooing is like a really disciplined skill set, obviously, because we're doing stuff on people that's permanent for life. So I think for him, he was just trying to see like what my discipline was like. Mm. And if I was going to give up and get discouraged and walk out or if I was going to sit there and tough it out, you know, no matter how long it took. And it took two hours, but I did it. It's a very oh. interesting way to do that. Y- uh, yeah. I've never heard of that before, but I've also heard of different interview processes for apprenticeships. It's just very individual to the artist or to the shop and apprenticeship times like mind you, this is all in paid like you're just working. Oh, wait, I was about to ask. You don't get paid. No. <gasps> so um, which is fine because, you know, you're basically getting paid with the knowledge to tattoo.
1: Um,
3: But yeah, like my apprenticeship, I was doing it five days a week. At the same time, I was running my barber studio. So also running my business, I was at the tattoo shop for anywhere between eight to 10 hours a day.
1: Whoa.
3: Yeah, just watching, drawing, cleaning the shop, running errands, doing odd errands. Also, like you're basically their personal assistant as well. I mean, there's another way I would like to put that I was essentially like the shop bitch. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just All right. to be straightforward. <laughs> But yeah, like I was doing stuff like running to get his car registered at the DMV, like a bunch of stuff that he wanted to not spend as much time on and focus more on tattooing. So I kind of alleviated that stress for him in exchange for tattoo knowledge.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: So I did that for a year. Um, I got graduated into being like an artist. So I was able to work on my own, start charging my own prices. And shortly after that, we kind of had a falling out. So I moved shops and... I was at that shop for probably about a year and a half. And it was very much like a foot in the door shop for sure. I saw a lot of crazy things happen in that shop. We got robbed twice. Like, yeah, it was not in the best area, but, you know, it was cool for what it was. I learned a lot by being there. Um, I was able to set my own schedule. But yeah, it was. What What does one steal from a tattoo shop? Just all the equipment. So they stole, I think, one of the artist machines and then I believe a ring light from the booth. (laughs) And he didn't have his, like, so we had these weird, like, just to paint the picture for you guys, the building that we worked in was originally a massage parlor, like one of the sketchy ones. So there was... (laughs) like my tour of this shop I was mind blown because I was like okay I'm gonna just run and use the restroom really quick and when I went in there there was a shower and like a red light so like they (laughs) had interesting they hadn't finished remodeling I was like okay what what could be worse than this and it did get worse over the year and a half (laughs) so when we got robbed the guy that had this booth specifically just left his machines out so whoever like broke in stole the machine and we also did piercings at this shop and we had all of the jewelry in Mm. a glass case along with like our merch so he stole like all of the t-shirts all of the jewelry and just left okay wow still never caught him he left a crowbar behind which i'm pretty sure was worth more than everything he stole that's so funny yeah because i was like this jewelry is not the best quality but you know what do i know i'm not a piercer Yeah, it was wild. my gosh. Mm -hmm.
1: So does your apprentice, does she do all the things that...
3: So we're actually trying to do the apprenticeship a little bit different, which is why that video on TikTok went viral because all of us in the shop that have been artists for a few years now, we all pretty much have similar backgrounds with our apprenticeship where it was toxic... Like the best way to explain it, a lot of us kind of went through boot camp in the sense that like they tear you down to build you back up. But like in traumatic ways, not like super Mm. traumatic, but just kind of sounds like hazing. Exactly. It's like pretty much getting hazed for like a fraternity or whatever. Yeah. So with her, we're doing it a little bit differently. And we really want her to focus more on like the art and like learning that. Than getting your car registered? Yeah. (laughs) Like it was crazy. Like (laughs) I would tell her. Yeah. I would tell her crazy stories. Like my mentor had me like wash his car one day. (laughs) and he's like go wash my car I was like okay why and he's all because it's dirty and I need it washed I was like right but I (laughs) I have a tattoo coming in in like an hour he's like figure it out so for her like you know she has apprenticeship duties like making sure that the shop's set up with supplies that we need or she's like watching you know either her specific mentor tattooing watching us doing our setup breakdown, cleaning stuff like that but we're not verbally abusing her or anything like that that's Uh, awesome yeah and the thing that I think caught a lot of people's eyes was that she doesn't look like the stereotypical person you would have in a tattoo shop. So for anybody who hasn't seen this viral video, what does she look like? She is just the cutest little like gem of a person. She's, she's adorable. She's very bright and bubbly. She herself does not have any tattoos. Wow. Which that's controversial in its own. Like I personally, I've been tattooed by an artist who had not a single one. And he did incredible work. Like he was an, an award winning artist. And then I've been tattooed by people who are very heavily tattooed because for whatever reason, people associate with how covered you are as an artist with your skill set huh? and that's not really the case like I've been tattooed by heavily tattooed people who have like scarred me or you know it's it's how you're taught so I think that's like our main focus with her is just making sure she's getting the skill set she needs so she can go out into the world and flourish I love it yeah
0: It's kind of like that mentality of never trust a skinny chef. Yeah.
3: It's like (laughs) it's so crazy seeing the feedback from all of that, like from the video, just because a lot of it has been positive, a lot of it's been supportive.
2: That's
1: awesome. We
3: can't complain, but you get that one person that's just like, I would never. And I'm like, that's fine too. You know, that's your own personal Yeah. It's your choice. It's your choice. I'm not saying you have to get tattooed by any of us. You know, there's a tattoo artist out there for everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I think needs to kind of be brought up a little. A little bit more
1: i love how your shop though is trying to make i mean i hate to say <laughs> this but like make a difference but make things different mm-hmm. in that aspect of apprenticeships and not toxic your current shop is the
3: current shop i'm at has been the healthiest work environment out of any career that i've had wow which is I, it really caught me off guard just because I was expecting similar traits from prior experiences just because that's what I had become used to. Yeah, Everyone's super supportive of each other, whether it be like, hey, what do you think I should do with this design or, you know, anything really. We're always ready to just kind of jump in and help each other out because you're only as strong as your weakest link, as they say.
1: And I'm not going to lie. I may have watched a few of your videos. And you guys do seem like the happiest, coolest bunch of friends who just
3: happen to work together. Yeah, it's such a trip because I've had a few people come in from TikTok and they're just like starstruck, which makes me feel really like just so cool. (laughs) It's It's so weird to me though, because I'm just like a weirdo like goober that in my free time, I build Lego sets. I
0: love it. Oh, don't look up here. (laughs) I was admiring them
3: from afar. I was like, oh wow, those are super rad. But like.
0: Nerds of a feather.
3: yeah, Yeah, I love that. But Yeah, they're just like so starstruck. And then they kind of, you know, comment. They're like, you guys are really like this in real life. And I'm like, I think that's why we've become so relatable as a team and why people want to come hang out with us. Because even client experiences, a majority of my clientele is actually women, because obviously being a female tattooer, women just tend to feel more comfortable with me. I had one client in particular. God, it still pisses me off to this day. And I heard this story probably two years ago. So super early on in my career. She basically came to me and when I'm tattooing her, she told me that the last guy that she had gone to was tattooing the back of her leg. She was wearing a skirt and the artist took it upon himself to run his hand up her skirt while he was tattooing her. So (gasps) that was insane to me because I could never, you know, like you're, oh
1: my God,
3: you're very up close and personal with somebody. Like there's no need to make them feel uncomfortable for your own personal agenda. But I've heard plenty of those stories and that blows my mind, you know. How are these people still out in the world? If, if, that they was, be.
0: if that's his priority, he should just be a piercer then, right? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I oh mean, if god. your
3: priority as somebody in the body modification industry is to pretty much tickle your own pickle if you will. Oh my god. <laughs> you should probably reconsider the industry you're in because, you know, it's more than just tattooing people. Like you're really responsible for other people's autonomy and yeah. like I always tell people being a good tattooer is only half of being a good tattoo or like you need to be a good person as well because you're creating the experience on top of the artwork for the person it goes hand in hand if you have a shitty experience anytime you look at that tattoo at least in my personal experience you're gonna remember that Mm. and you know Mm -hmm. what's interesting you say that
1: is when you tattooed me Mm -hmm. you made me feel so comfortable And like, I am one of those people that I wanna make other people happy, even if it's to my detriment sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, that's why we're in the industry that we're (laughs) in.
1: (laughs) And like, when we first put the tattoo on the location, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And she's like, no, no, are you really sure? She's like, this is gonna be on your body the rest of your life. You need to love it. And she made me feel comfortable enough to say, well,
2: actually, can we move it a little higher?
1: And like, when I think but that's
2: when you like called me over and you were yeah. like, Liz, what do you think? And I was like, Nope, it needs to be here, here. Like, <laughs> this is how it needs to be changed. But and you didn't, like, yeah. okay, great. Let's take this stencil off, yeah. put another one on. And we went
1: about the day. And you yeah. didn't make it inconvenient. You didn't make it like it literally was about me and me liking it. Because it
3: is about you and you liking it. You know, like I had an experience recently where I was doing a consultation with a potential client. She'd reached out, wanted a very specific design. We were talking about it, but she kept going back and forth on it. And to me, that made me feel not confident as the artist. Yeah. Because you might like that for a little bit in the moment. But I've always noticed if you're compromising a lot during the consultation process, there's going to come a time where you're not going to love that tattoo anymore. It's, yeah. And I don't want somebody to feel like that, you know, because... Yeah it's your body you don't want to look at a part of it and absolutely hate it you should look at a part of it and be like oh yeah this is great like I feel awesome hot girl summer whatever you yeah. know <laughs> the, the goal is to build confidence and like build that trust between the clientele yeah because at the end of the day like if I'm happy about it and you're miserable like that's not me doing my job you yeah. know that's me only being in this for my own personal satisfaction and nothing mm-hmm. good really comes from that you know? oh my god
1: I just love you that is so amazing <laughs> <laughs> It's just... Uh. Well, so I'm so glad that your career is just such in like a positive, amazing place. I
3: love it. You know, I worked really hard to get here. It took me a long time, but I'd been wanting to be a tattoo artist since I was a kid. And my uncle had me watching like Miami Inc. And all those cool shows oh my God. when I was a kid. Yes. And the first time. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I was actually in a tattoo shop, I was with my mom. Really? I, yeah. So I was probably like nine years old at the time. We were just in Venice Beach for whatever reason. Huh. And my mom was newly single so she's out there living her best single lady life (laughs) and she had no tattoos she like absolutely did not like tattoos up to that point but for whatever reason she felt compelled to walk into a shop pick something off the wall and i sat with her and i watched her do it
1: wow yeah so
3: anytime she would go get tattooed she would always take me into the shop because i was always doodling you know whatever and she's like yeah you know you could possibly be doing this i'm like we'll see what a cool mom (laughs) yeah she's pretty cool she's pretty rad
1: (laughs) My parents told me I couldn't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if I got one.
3: You know, my aunt, it's so funny. My aunt's Jewish. And like, that's why she was so anti-tattoos. And now she's got tattoos. She's like, mm. well, she's all, well, if they don't see them, you know, under my clothes, I'm sure they'll still throw me in the pine box. And like, oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's your own prerogative. Like, do, do you?
2: So, Ms. B, how does your family feel now? Oh, they're totally used to it now. Like, I think
1: they're just happy if, especially, you know, everything that goes on in the world and all this, we're alive. We're happy. We're healthy. We have a job. And once I made them a grandkid, they're like you could do whatever the hell you want. We get to see our grandbaby.
3: <laughs> I was
0: going to say, you know, at, at that point in life if if a tattoo is the worst thing you've got going, Yeah, you're so far ahead of people. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting just because I think it's I don't want to say it's weird, but it's definitely more uncommon now to meet somebody who doesn't have a tattoo. Like Yeah, very was, true. Like, Bill's
2: one of them.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm one over
3: them. here. You're a unicorn. Yeah. Oh my god, you
2: should have brought your should stuff we here. Yeah. Should we done I
1: have. It's
0: you know, it's not that I'm necessarily opposed. It's a, I've never seen anything that has been so powerful totally. that I want on me for the rest of my life yeah okay, fair and enough I that a
3: lot too you know that's totally fair I, su- I support
0: that <laughs>
1: like, yeah, don't put it on your body if you're not absolutely sure.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you don't put people's names on your body, right? Oh,
3: Um, my God. Do you have a lot of that? Unless it is your child or your parent. You won't do it? Maybe even a sibling. I will not put your significant (sighs) other's name. Wow. Good for you.
0: Absolutely want to hear these stories. But I've got questions and that's actually one of them.
3: I've got (laughs) answers.
0: (laughs) What tattoos do you refuse to do? You know, you just mentioned not tattooing names. Yes. Or, well, significant other names.
3: Just because, you know... For as long as I've been around on this planet, anytime I've seen somebody get someone's name, like a significant other, it's cursed. I don't know what it, it is. is. Absolutely. I do not know what it is. Like, I know somebody personally, I won't name who it is, but she had gotten her husband's name tattooed on her. After how long? They were together for a long time, okay. but they wound up splitting after the tattoo, like a few months later. A wow. few months? Yeah. Curse. So, yeah, and then she wound up getting it covered back up, and then, like, now they're back together. So all, <gasps> there is some validity Ooh. that i i've had people who have only been dating for two weeks and will come in and be like hey i'm in love with this person i need their name tattooed on me right now like (laughs) sit down like no you don't this is just the serotonin going through your noodle right now let's let it simmer down this is the
2: love bomb happening yeah (laughs)
3: like are you being gaslit into this like blink twice if you need help you know (laughs) but yeah it's crazy so i don't do those Um, Just for personal reasons, also, I don't really do any tribal tattoos that are specific to a certain culture on somebody that's not personally tied to that culture. Ooh, okay. That's so fair, though. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm personally indigenous, so um, my tribe is Korra. We have symbols and stuff that are, you know, sacred and whatnot, and it's not necessarily something like, oh, this is artwork I want on my body because it looks cool. Like, it all has meaning to it. And so when I see a certain type of person come in and be like, I want this full like Polynesian tribal tattoo because I want to look like Maui from Moana. No, (laughs) no, no, no. Because like I have friends who are also Polynesian. So I like I don't know enough to like know everything about the tattoos and the styles and like the symbols. But Everything has a rhyme and reason to it. So Mm -hmm. you could be putting something on your body that doesn't even mean what you think it does. Same thing with Chinese lettering. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: so true.
1: I will
3: tell you guys a funny story
2: about
0: that. Oh, I I want to hear. How many memes have gone around of, you know, oh, I just got this tattoo. Orange
3: chicken. Like, yeah, yeah, or or
0: like toilet (laughs) or barbecue. I
3: think Ariana Grande was one of them. Yes. She thought it said seven rings, right? And it was like. Orange chicken or something. Yeah, something (laughs) off the wall. My sister and I, she'll probably come up in these stories a lot because we're very close in age. So any of the debauchery we got into together always. So I somehow, when I was 16, got my hands on a tattoo machine and thought it would be fun to tattoo my friends in my kitchen. I do not recommend that. (laughs) There are so many things that can go wrong. But my sister's like, yeah, I want our brother's name in Chinese lettering down the side of my leg. Oh, no. And she Googled it. I don't because it's my sister. She's very she's impulsive sometimes when it comes to her (laughs) tattoos. But I was like, are you sure? Like, we don't really know if this is what this means. Because none of us read Chinese. Yeah. We don't know anybody that reads Chinese. She's like, well, I Googled it. I was like, well, that's your first mistake. But <laughs> anywho, she was adamant. So I threw it on her leg. And like a year or two later, we're at a Chinese restaurant. Our waitress <gasps> read Chinese. Thank God it said happiness. But it for sure wasn't my brother's name. So <laughs> So she's just got happiness going down to cider for like. random. Yeah, I was like, it could have been worse. It could have been like. What F if she was or- just saying that to make you feel
1: better because it's on your body?
3: I had to ask the lady. I was like, does it really mean that? Because if not, I need to know so I could hold this over her head for the rest of her life. Yeah. Because I told her so. Like, I looked at her dead in the eye. She's like, I don't want to hear it. And I was all, it's funny. <laughs>
0: You're just doing what good siblings should do. And to be fair,
3: like my first tattoo I got when I was 15. It was her name. And the name was spelt right when the stencil went on. (gasps) And then the artist lost the stencil halfway through the tattoo. So her name is spelt wrong. I refuse to get it fixed because it's a great story. But (laughs) this is why if anybody's listening that is underage, like under the age of 18, do not get tattooed in a garage. This is your sign. Do not do it. <laughs> oh my god! Because I also have a six-legged spider on me. Like they have eight legs. Why <laughs> oh, does he only have no. six? Why? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. So I don't do those. Obviously, I don't do any like hate. I was gonna tattoos ask if anybody's asked. Yeah, one of my old coworkers from the shop that I was telling you about that was Whoa. gnarly. So he had asked me for a tattoo that was very specific to a white supremacist group.
1: Ooh. And obviously
3: someone who stands against that. He was adamant to and he's like, why won't you do it? <gasps> I'm like, are you serious? Because no, <laughs> I don't want to put that on you. Fine. So I've had that happen. Um, wow. Occasionally I'll get like the random person that wants like a symbol tattoo thinking that I'm not going to know what that symbol pertains to. So I'll start to ask the questions like oh. cause sometimes maybe they don't know what that symbol relates to. So I have to educate them on why maybe they shouldn't get that. Like one of them specifically, pineapple tattoos. Mm. You've always got to yep. be careful yep. with the pineapple tattoos. Swingers. An
2: upside down pineapple, Miss B.
3: Uh, a pineapple's also
1: the symbol of hospitality.
0: Yeah, know, but if
3: it's upside down, that means that you're doing some fun stuff yeah, on your oh. weekends.
0: that's that's the irony <laughs> of the industry that we're in. <laughs> that's so
3: <clears throat> funny. I had no idea
2: pineapple was a symbol of the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hospitality. hospitality. Oh, okay.
3: Interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that either. Good to know. That's the but point. yeah, that's pretty much it for as far as like tattoos that I won't do. Oh, and lip tattoos. I don't know if you guys have seen those. <laughs> we came in and I told you my lips are going on her butt. No, not like actual lip shape, but I'm talking like the inside of the lip.
0: Oh, oh. yeah.
3: and <laughs> Two very different types of lips. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I support the first one. Like, go for it. Love that. Well,
0: if we were talking about piercings, we could throw in a third.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't do the inside of the lip because they Ouch. don't hold. They fade out. After, like six months like parts yeah. of it might still hold a little bit but it's so
1: dumb too <laughs> yeah Sorry. we had a
3: <laughs> we had a group of chicks come in one time that wanted something very specific wrote, written on their lip and i was like you know Shh, no maybe like there's another tattoo shop up the way maybe yeah. ask them because it's gonna be a no
0: for me dog So that takes me to my next question. That is, is there a part of the body that you refuse to tattoo?
3: Here's the thing. I am not shy. Um, I have seen plenty of body parts in my time doing this. I think it's about how you approach the question. Because in my experience, even I'll tell a story about when I was on a dating app. A lot of guys find out that I'm a tattoo artist and they ask me to tattoo their private parts as a way of shooting their shot. So if you're disrespectful about it, I will respectfully decline. Fair enough. I don't really have anything other than the lip, like inside of the lip that I won't tattoo. It also has to be tasteful, I think, because I was also asked to tattoo like an octopus coming out of the butt crack of somebody. Mm, Yeah. And like, I don't want that on my portfolio. No. You know, to me, I want to do something artistic and an octopus crawling (laughs) out of your butt cheek (laughs) just doesn't sit right with me.
1: (laughs) Has anyone ever, because
3: I'm seriously curious about this, ever actually tattooed their their bits and bobs. I personally haven't done those tattoos. The closest I've gotten is I've tattooed a woman's breast before like that's pretty common. I've tattooed yeah. butt cheeks. I do know people personally who have them done. Why? Yeah because you know you just like run out of room or if you yeah. want like a full frontal huh. you know it kind of all ties together and maybe people just want to look extra good when they're naked. Teach oh their own. I I don't discriminate. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do not shame you know what? like whatever is going to help you. We don't not can- Shame here there's do not foot out shame. there for everybody yeah that there you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> i missed my opportunity last time i know you did you were asleep at the wheel i i was so focused <laughs> i'm so into this
1: okay so i am dying to know yes. how did you get started in the tattoo industry during a pandemic
3: very very interesting um so to start you know how everybody was getting the pandemic unemployment and whatnot it was mostly linked to people who were w-2 So tattooers were considered independent contractors. Mm. Um, So I'm not going to say everybody in the industry does this, but you know, some people like to fib a little bit when it comes to what they're actually pulling in income wise. So when push came to shove, the pandemic unemployment wasn't enough to sustain a living. Yeah. So a lot of tattooers were working underground, like doors papered out just so they could get by. Yeah. And as someone who was a client during this as well, That was the busiest I'd ever seen tattoo shops. Like people just needed that outlet. So tattooers were just booming tattoos out like five, six days a week and like really just booming, you know. So my friend that I had worked with prior, he and I were still Facebook mutuals. I had seen the tattoos that he was getting done. So prior to the pandemic, I had followed his artist eventually saw that he was looking for an apprentice he had posted it so i asked him like how do i get you know involved with this and he's like well i need to see your portfolio i would need to know your availability x y and z and i said well this is perfect because since the world has shut down me as a barber i can't work so my availability is wide open (laughs) so i wound up you know accumulating a bunch of art that i had either had done during the pandemic because i was doing a lot of painting or i was coming up with new pieces and just threw a portfolio together of what i thought was my best work and i was emailing it over to him and then he kind of got sick with something so he had to take some time away so that kind of stopped the interview process but i was still you know asking other tattoo artists and that's yeah. the thing about becoming an apprentice is you're gonna hear a lot of no's you're gonna hear so many no's it's gonna get super discouraging but it only takes the one yes so yeah anytime someone asks like what's your advice i'm like just keep going if this is something you really want someone will say yes eventually oh my god i love it yeah so eventually he emailed me back and I went in for my interview and he handed me that printer. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, hey, figure this out. And like I said before, that was just so he could see my discipline because tattooing is rough. Like you could be a phenomenal artist on paper. Tattooing is a completely different medium because you're working with skin. You're working with the different layers. You're working with, you know, have, how to stretch the skin, how to pull a clean line.
1: And people.
3: And people. Yes. And like, you know, when I have a canvas up on an easel, that's not really moving a whole lot. Some people just cannot sit still and I get it. Tattoos hurt. Like I personally think it sucks. I don't like actually getting tattooed. I like the outcome of it. But yeah, So (laughs) finally um, got in the first few months of my apprenticeship. I just sat and I drew and like the only thing I was drawing at that point was script lettering. So that really flowy cursive style which I hate, because <laughs> you know, when you approach it, you're like, it's just like spelling. It's just like writing out a letter. No, you're actually drawing the letter. So that was com- something I was not even used to or even remotely thought of. So it was a struggle trying to get through that so I could get to my next round of homework, which was American traditional. And then from there, we went into black and gray. So you're learning all the different elements of tattooing, especially now there's so many different styles that are so popular. It's good to kind of have some knowledge in them um, a lot of tattooers actually specialize in one style, and i that's personally what I do as well. It's just so you can kind of master your craft in that, but it was daunting. Like like I said, I would go in at 11 a.m., clean the entire shop, mop the floors, do the bathrooms, set my mentor up, all before all of the artists were in there.
1: Wow. And
3: then I would be there from like... 12 to maybe like 6 or 7 o'clock at night sometimes 8 to 9 it was just really dependent on whatever my mentor was finished and then I would have to break him down clean, show him my homework for the day go do my normal job because then you know the pandemic oh my stuff gosh. started opening back up again Wow. and then do it all again the next day and I did that for about a year Um, I think Whoa. it wasn't until actually like 5 or 6 months in I didn't pick up a machine uh, that was going to be one of my questions mm-hmm. when in a typical
2: apprenticeship do you actually get to start tattooing people
3: it's really dependent like I know people whose apprenticeships went on for five years like I personally went through one that was no income with no income yeah so the hustle is real it's the most broke you will ever be (laughs) during your career as a tattooer but it makes it worth it once you get through like the final hump of it but yeah at six months I picked up a machine I still wasn't tattooing people I was tattooing oranges I was tattooing bananas yeah just melon, to practice wow fake skin yeah and then before I was able to tattoo other people I actually had to tattoo myself first really mm-hmm. what did you tattoo on yourself it was this this no flower right here with the way. stormtrooper helmet oh my god how cool is that yeah it was spicy <laughs> that took like five hours because I still had to do my apprenticeship duties in between it so, so you're I would, wow. taking breaks so I'd have to like wrap it up and oh I th- my gosh I think the first errand I had to go run was to like go get lunch for everybody in the shop i came back sat down started going at it again and he's like hey i need you to go run and get this again and i was like oh crap so then i would wrap it up go come back do it for like, what a, a- headache yeah. a
1: flower with a stormtrooper in it and by the way i know you guys can't see this and it, it's beautiful yeah it's It's a red flower the stormtrooper in the middle
3: with like green leaves out of it oh yeah my God. and this is probably my favorite tattoo not because i did it but this was actually so i had lost somebody really close to me the two weeks prior to me starting the apprenticeship this was the only tattoo that he had and he absolutely hated mm. it so I thought like as my first tattoo I thought that would be cool oh I love but, yeah. that so really went for it full color on my first tattoo which yeah, is an did. absolute no-no but I was like I'm gonna figure <laughs> this out anyway he's like my mentor looked at it he's all, yeah figure it out and then just walked away and kind of just let me didn't watch you do any of it he watched me do some of it and then he would like just kind of peek over and be like, oh, okay, well, maybe try this. And then I did that. And he's like, okay. And then he'd go back to what he was doing.
2: Okay, uh, interesting.
3: That, that was how the rest of my tattoos went, though. My mentor would just like watch me lay the stencil down. Like, all right, you're good. And then I'll he come would back. leave. No, he would just completely <laughs> leave and tell me to take a picture of it and send it to him yeah so i was like going in blind thank god for you know other resources and other artists in the shop because i was scared shitless
0: <laughs> i can't imagine why No, know Maybe.
3: why he was doing his own <laughs> thing i don't really know but that was pretty much the main reason why we had the falling out because originally i was supposed to do another year at that shop but as an artist just to kind of pay my dues back And it was getting to a point where I was like, I'm not really learning like I'm doing X, Y and Z and it just wasn't matching up. Yeah. So I was trying to have a conversation with him about it. And, you know, I was looking at another shop to move into at the same time, just in case the conversation didn't go well. Lo and behold, it didn't. And he wound up telling me like, you're never going to make it in this industry. Like you just gave up on yourself. All this, like, negative shit. The printer didn't teach you anything? Apparently not. (laughs) But, yeah, so I got really discouraged. But I think that was kind of, you know, like, my sign, like, I need to leave if I'm going to continue to grow. Because being here, I don't think it's going to happen. And it's been interesting, to say the least, like, moving from that shop into the shop where I kind of really started getting on my feet as an individual artist. And then to now, like, being in this amazing shop that I'm in. I love it. Yeah, it's been wild. I love it. That's so cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for you. I have an answer. Go, Liz. <laughs> uh, what would be the wildest backstory you have heard about someone's tattoo they're wanting to get? That's
3: a fun one. Um...
1: I'm sure you get a lot of stories.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think. You're like like, people's therapist, right? I'm like the therapist you order off of Wish. Like, have you guys seen me? I should not be giving anyone advice.
0: (laughs) Therapy on (laughs) Fiverr.
3: I wouldn't say like the craziest backstory. I will say I've had interesting requests. There was a time where tattooing with someone's ashes in the ink was really popular. I have never heard that. Miss B, have you heard that? No. Yeah, so the person that I did this on is somebody that I'm really close with. Outside of this, I wouldn't normally do it, but because we have, like, that personal relationship, I really sat down with her, and I told her, you know, this is the risk. This is what I need to do, and, like, you guys... I mean,
2: tattooing is very, like, clean and sterile, and you are introducing ashes into that situation. Yeah, there's actually...
3: I don't know the name of the company off the top of my head, but there is actually a company where you can send them the ashes, and they'll mix it and pre-mix it with the the ink. Yeah, but me... That's not how that went. She brought me a Ziploc baggie with a little bit because you only need like a small pinch, right? But I was so terrified that I was going to spill because yeah. I'm clumsy and I was like, this person's going to haunt me for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> if I spill. But I did it and like I'm a little superstitious, but there is definitely some interesting things going on during that session. Like, like did you have just the feelings? Th- no, like actual physical shit Shut was happening. Up. Yeah, so my ring light that I use has two knobs on the back. One's to adjust the warmth, one's to turn it on and off. It's only way you can turn it on it was turning on and off by itself no yeah which was crazy because prior to her i had tattooed somebody else and that wasn't happening so i'm thinking maybe there's a short in the court, Whoa. whatever and then we had youtube as music on a tv and youtube just started skipping songs by itself you know i looked at her i was like hey i'm glad i could do this for you but maybe let's not do this again like
2: <laughs> i 100 believe in that stuff though
1: yeah i'm not superstitious but i'm a little stitious no. i was gonna say <laughs>
2: Either. No, when yeah, my I was when my grandmother died, <laughs> I swear, microwave would just turn on the 30 seconds it would just turn on we weren't even in the kitchen we were in the living room lights flicker fans go on and off and we would just be like hey grandma how you doing and like go about our day Isn't okay that- so All i 100 percent right. believe that yeah
3: i was telling the story to my coworkers too because the way that the shop was set up i was basically in my own room so the only people seeing this happen are were you and the client me my client and then the one person that i shared the room with and I like looked over at him I was like, Am I like a little too, you know, stony baloney? Did I really <laughs> see that happen? And he was like, Yeah, dude, that was weird. I was like, Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore.
1: Ooh, wow. But yeah,
3: that was probably the weirdest request. I haven't really heard any crazy backstories though. Mostly Not- just people go, This is my mom. I mean, my I've dad. heard Yeah, I mean, I've heard plenty of people that are like, Yeah, I got this tattoo and I was super hammered at three AM in someone's garage. Oh, that actually I just figured one out. Okay. So <laughs> my buddy comes to me he moved out of state he was visiting and he had been wanting to get tattooed by me for a while it just didn't work out with my scheduling his scheduling so he got a tattoo by his neighbor where he moved to and it was in a garage and he looks at me and he's all yeah look at it And i'm looking at it it's not the best tattoo the mm. lines are super blown out i'm like hey he gave it the good old college try and that's Aww. all that matters and he's all yeah you know what he cleaned it with <gasps> Oh no. And I was like, oh, my God. Don't like, tell I me. Like, I already immediately knew. I was like, this is going to be so bad. He cleaned it with window cleaner. No. No. Yes. yes. So don't do that. Like, don't wash your tattoos with window cleaner, please. If anyone is getting that idea, don't do it. Wow. Insane. <laughs> I was like, how are you not in a hospital like septic right now? Shoot. Yeah, because that's going in your bloodstream. Yeah. People really don't understand what can go wrong with tattooing. I've seen a lot of crazy It's an stuff. open
2: wound. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
3: you. Yeah, people are like, no, it's cool. I could totally go into a jacuzzi the day after. Like, That is disgusting. Point to me on the map where you thought that was a good idea, please. It's yeah. wild. Ugh. Yeah, that was probably the craziest thing I've heard recently. I'm sure there's plenty more. I've seen crazy stuff happen in shops. Oh, yeah, let's get into that. Like okay. what? I'm dying. Again, this is all from my year and a half in this one shop. So... <laughs> (laughs) I pulled up to work one day, the shop was upstairs, so I'm like getting ready to walk up and I can hear commotion happening. I'm like, oh, this can't be good. As soon as I walk into the shop, there is a guy beating up one of the artists, like just <gasps> going toe to toe in his booth. Like he's getting knocked around. All of his equipment is getting broken. Is the artist hitting him back? He was trying to, but I found oh, out that guy. essentially, for reasons that I do know, but I'm trying not to like put him on blast too much. He owed this person a, a few bucks, we'll say.
1: Oh, okay. And
3: this person came collecting a few dollars. Yeah. And it, what was so crazy to me though was that this was at like 3 p.m. and I'm just like standing there trying to print my stencil i'm like hey maybe let's not do this right here maybe let's go, outside. go outside let's go outside
2: you know in the movies and the tv shows we can take this outside no literally you can go outside
3: and they didn't they just like hashed it out right there and then just went on about his day the rest of the day like nothing happened i'm all did i do i see this correctly like whoa it was like ufc up in there i was like good <laughs> lord you guys
1: and you just walked on and you just walked in and you just kept going. You're like, no, nope, you know, I, I
3: learned early on in that shop that the best thing I could do was just mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> your head down. Focus yeah. On your own Cause work. I was trying to protect my piece. Cause like as an artist, your environment really does affect like the type of art and work that you're putting out. Cause I think a lot of it is emotion driven and like in that regard, but Yeah, so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to print my stencil and go prep for my client and just pretend like none of this happened. Wow. There was a lot of interesting characters that went in through there, though. Dang. Yeah, it was intense. (laughs) That was probably the craziest. And then during my apprenticeship, actually, there was a client that had driven a few hours to come get tattooed by my mentor, like drove quite a distance. And he pulls up. We get him prepped, get him stenciled, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go outside to go partake in some activities. I'm like, fair, dude, go get ready for the tattoo, yeah. whatever. He didn't come back in, and we were just <laughs> really confused. So I went outside, and there's five cop cars in our parking lot, and they have him and his buddy in the back of one.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, like, I was like, what just happened in the past 20 minutes that he was outside? Like, what the hell? The cops were essentially trying to say that he had stolen the vehicle that was very much in his name and they didn't believe him. So they held him back there. It was definitely racial driven, I believe. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, um, because he was an African-American guy. Um, My mentor being someone who is, you know, Hispanic. Spanish was his first language. So he spoke with an accent. Even the cops were giving him shit anytime he would try and say something like, no, you're just not understanding what I'm saying. Like being very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Condescending. Condescending, yeah. So I was just like, that is quite the experience. And the poor guy didn't even wind up getting his tattoo Because that Aww. whole fiasco Took probably like four or five hours Wow mm-hmm. uh, Figuring out w- who the car was registered to Yeah it was it, Yeah interesting That's- mm-hmm. And there was no Yikes. need to have like five Full on like we're not talking those like Small coupe police cars we're talking Like the SUVs like mm-hmm. the explorers I was like there's no need
0: And we're going to use that story as the end point for this episode and say thank you for listening to part one. We will be back shortly with part two of Life's Bookmarks. Thank you for listening.
2: AvenuePodcast.net